This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 641 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Jessica Rosen, her company, or companies, I should say, Mosaic Therapy and Mosaic Kids. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We love overachievers, Jessica. You know, one business is, is quite the handful, but you've got two going on here. So I'm uh, uh, looking forward to getting into both. And a big reason for that is, again, all about good neighbors. And boy, it goes without saying you're doing wonderful things in the community. So let's start with one of those businesses. Should we choose uh, Mosaic Therapy to start with? Or you want to go with the kids angle? Um, you know what? They, they kind of all come together. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little overview of what we do because mosaic therapy was the starting point. Um, my mother-in-law is a psychologist. I'm a speech language pathologist. And we decided to start mosaic therapy um, in 2018, just start a small private practice. Um, and we worked together, but in the spirit of not mixing family and finances, we kept our businesses separate. So we had a collaborative under one name. Uh, yeah. Um, and people came to us under Mosaic Therapy, but we were able to offer this multidisciplinary perspective. So over the last few years, we've brought in uh, occupational therapists, other speech therapists, behavioral therapists, um, and a variety of disciplines to really connect with us and be part of the Mosaic Therapy Collective, um, as we've started to call it. Uh, although their companies um, range from behavior analysts of Naples, um, to bi-county therapy and other companies that really are under our umbrella so we can all work together. Um, <clears throat> so just to kind of give you an idea of why I did that, um, I feel really strongly that when we are doing our practice, we have that microscope, we've got that lens where we're looking at what does this individual need for speech, for communication, mental health, et cetera, but we need that bigger picture. We need to ask our colleagues who are in similar fields, hey, can you help me out with this? Do you have a different perspective? Is there something they need that I'm not looking at yet? Um, and that's really how we help our families in the best way that we can and help our kids in the best way that we can. Right, um, right. So it's kind of like it takes a village, but your village is a village of professionals that can help. <laughs> it <right>? takes a <laughs> professional village. Yes, absolutely. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and our parents are part of our village, too. So uh, Mosaic Kids actually came about um, as a collaboration with one of our parents. Uh, my very good friend, Fabiana Kivalevic, is uh, a parent of one of the children who I see and also a good friend. And she saw the work that we were doing and she had some ideas for the community as well. Um, so we kind of put our ideas together and what we came up with was Mosaic Kids. We're doing therapy suites for our providers. So they're going to be able to hang their shingle within our space. We've got eight suites that we're building out and then we're doing a uh, indoor sensory gym and play space for our providers to use within the course of their therapy for our community so that they can come and use that space. And um, we can do events, we can do enrichment classes and all sorts of things within that space that we think will be really nice for the community. Wow. Wow. So, and you are either open or very soon to be open with that space. Is that it? We are, as everybody else, a little bit behind in our construction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we what were hoping to be open by January 1st. We're looking more at mid-March right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and for those listening, just so you know, this is 2022. So if this is January 2023 or 2025, get on over there. Jessica's right. on the open. <laughs> we will be open very soon. 
Yeah, that's great. So you got into this a little bit, maybe go a little deeper into your journey. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you started and got into the, you know, mosaic therapy or your your expertise is speech therapy? Yes, I'm a speech language pathologist. So that, you know, goes way back to an accidental course I took in undergrad because I was particularly interested in how we communicate and relate to one another. Um, I always found the kind of social pragmatics of conversation and things like that to be very interesting because as a shy, more introverted person, those were more challenging to me. Um, So I took this course without really knowing what speech language pathology was, but it turned out to be the um, one of the introductory courses to that degree program. Uh, and I ended up following it all the way through and finding wow. a lot of different places and spaces to work uh, as I moved forward with my career from uh, rehab hospitals, working with geriatrics who had strokes or dementia, mm. to um, working in outpatient uh, settings with kids, um, working with children with autism, just a real wide range of, of work that I've done in that area. So it really comes down to helping people. And that's mm-hmm. what it's always been about. Yeah, that seems to be based on what little I've heard, the, the common thread with you. You just want to make a difference and help folks. And uh, that's great. How about when it comes to myths, myths, conceptions in the therapy world? What do you hear that you can speak to? Uh, well, for therapists, I think it's that we cannot a lot of us believe, many therapists believe that they cannot uh, take that leap to be their own boss or work for themselves, that there's there's a lot of uh, paperwork and red tape and cost and things of that nature that really we feel uh, keep us from, from making that jump. Um, even the idea of the work being too isolating when you don't work in a school setting, in a hospital setting amongst your colleagues. Uh, So I think that's one of the things that I found immediately going into private practice. And one of the things that I felt like I needed to change for myself, um, which is where the collective and where the collaborations Uh, came into play. So it is absolutely doable. Um, It's better to do it with others than on your own. But, you know, business is a really tricky thing. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I found ways to make to make that work for myself to meet my own, you know, circumstances where they were. And I think that worked for a lot of others as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine the collaboration with with all the professionals and you're elevating one another. Right. You know, sharing ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We share ideas, you know, about, um, you know, the work that we're doing, but also in business. You know, we give each other ideas. We don't come from a business background, so we do rely on each other quite a bit. Yeah. And a little support in between, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Which is huge. That's great. How about outside of office hours? What are you doing for fun? What am I doing for fun? Well, I've got two uh, young daughters who are six and eight. So mostly hanging out with them and with uh, my husband. And um, we like to get out on the water. We go paddle boarding quite a bit. The girls just got kayaks for the holidays. So we're trying to get them into that hobby as well. And, you know, boating and out on the beach, trying to just live this, you know, Florida life as best we can. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you go to different definitions or definitions, different destinations, uh, kayaking wise, or do you have like a favorite place that you, you bring the girls to? Uh, we've stayed pretty local. We're mostly at Clams Pass with the girls because there's not a lot of boat traffic there. Yeah. 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 It's safe and it's easy to get to the beach. Yeah. So they like ah, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, if I if I make it too difficult, I end up towing a kayak behind me. Um, so I gotta yeah. thread that line pretty <laughs> pretty carefully. <laughs> Reminds me of, of a a long bike ride. Uh, Barb and I went on with our kids and our youngest. Uh, she. I mean, she did a great job catching up, but we went a little too far and I had a rope and I, I towed her back right. uh, on her bike. So I understand that. Absolutely. <laughs> How about when it comes to a hardship life challenge, Jessica, what comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it, looking back, you can say because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Oh God. I, that, you know, it's a hard one and I'm, I think I'm lucky because that's a hard question to answer. Um, yeah. I've got such a yeah. supportive family, you know, growing up all the way through adulthood. And um, I've had lots of just good opportunities to really follow what what's important to me in my life. So to say that I, to say what was a hardship that I overcame, that's a hard one. The most challenging thing in this process for me has been that they don't, uh, they don't teach you the business side of things in grad school. So if that is something you choose to do and something you want to um, engage in, you really have to be a little bit self-taught in that respect. So I have learned some things, you know, the easy way and some things the hard way. Um, <laughs> and I've kind of had to make my way through decisions that probably were really, really smart and decisions that maybe weren't as smart and just figure out how to do that kind of problem solving and find the right resources out there. Um, to help. So I would say as far as just from work and mosaic and, and in that aspect of my life, that's, that's been a challenge, but not one that hadn't been fun to, to overcome and figure yeah. out. Yeah, but for sure, you know, it, as business owners, we, we, we tend to be very optimistic and, and confident and we, you know, can maybe not give us the credit that we deserve, like <laughs> you deserve for doing what you do, because it's, it's a risk and it's, it's a challenge. And, uh, you know, I, I always joke with other entrepreneurs, you know, there are two tuitions we pay as a business owner. Typically, it's that tuition to the college universities, you know, and then Absolutely. there's the yep. tuition we pay for all the mistakes we made in the beginning. That, and, and if we're fortunate, we make a lot more but in a good way because we're always learning, right? That's how we Absolutely. grow and we make yeah. fewer and fewer and better and better decisions. So uh, good for you to, to hang in there and look at you now. <laughs> Here's hoping, yeah. <laughs> uh, about one thing you wish our listeners knew about mosaic therapy or mosaic kids, what would that be? Uh, can I give you three things? Mm, let's see. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I got three things. <laughs> I thought about this one ahead of time. Um, so it's for, for therapists or someone out there who might be listening who's in a similar line of work, just knowing how much potential we have to make an impact in this world. I think we get bogged down by the places we work, um, by the politics of it, by the paperwork of it, and all mm -hmm. of that. But if you can really boil it down to the work we do, um, there's just so much potential there to make an impact in the community. And even though I know that some of the people within my group, the Mosaic Therapy Collective, would be considered my competitors, you know, by anybody else. I think when we work as colleagues, um, that's where we really make that impact. So when we consider ourselves colleagues instead of competitors, um, there's there's a lot that we can do together. That's really nice. Um, mm. So my number two is for the families. And those are families who are considering working with one of our therapists. I just want them to know that when you do work with one of our therapists, you do have a team. 
you have a team behind you. It might be a team you don't even know about, but when we, what gets us out of bed in the morning is thinking about your child and your family and how to best help them. And I know our therapists and I know that's true for each of them. So, so our wheels are always turning. We're always kind of on your side, you know, when you come to one of our, one of our providers. Um, so that's a really important message for me mm -hmm. to share as well. And then my third and family and final is for really all of the young families of Southwest Florida, because that's our newest outreach right now, um, is that we hope that our play space um, and the enrichment activities and the things that we can offer within our space um, really provide that inclusive environment that we're going for, that all kids can have fun and play, because we know that that's really the true work of childhood. So we just want to support development through play, and we want to make that open to the community. Well, you nailed it. Thanks for sharing three. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share three. <laughs> and then, of course, with all that, we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch, I'm sure. What's the best way for them to do so? Um, you can call me um, or go on our website. That would probably be even better. So it's www.mosaictherapyfl.com. You can find email addresses and phone numbers on there for myself or for any of the members of the collective as well. Terrific. Well, Jessica, thanks for being a part of the show and for being a good neighbor and doing the wonderful things you guys are doing there. And we wish you the best going forward. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.